Welcome to Man Fully Alive Podcast. My name is Mike with a mic, and next to me is Deacon Nick. If this is your first time tuning into Man Fully Alive Podcast, welcome. We are men, and we are called to be fully alive, as known by St. Irenaeus, which is where our, our podcast comes from. The quote is, the glory of God is man fully alive, and so in order to experience the glory of God, we must become these men fully alive. Amen? Amen. Shall we kick it off in a prayer? We should. <clears throat> in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, you are the giver of all good things. And we thank you for the way in which you have loved us and lead us ever closer to you in love. Lord, help us to live lives that are dynamic, that are magnanimous, and that uh, really show forth your glory. Lord, help us to raise our hearts and minds to your word and to become men after your own heart. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, we've got a show uh, for you tonight. It's uh, part four of a series. Yeah, The Search for Happiness, part four. That's right. And the subtitle is? Love, of course. Love, of course. <laughs> a horse is a horse. Oh, sorry. Uh, love is a love, of course. Of course, of course. Of course. There we go. Where we're really getting into is an understanding of this, this big piece of human existence that is so misconstrued, so misunderstood. And the more we can understand love in its truest form, the more we begin to understand God. And that is a calling that God has for us to not only know him and love him, but to this, this knowing him takes action. And, and by knowing him, him being love, we and innately become better at loving the people in our lives and knowing the people in our lives through this. So it's, it's kind of a egg, chicken, chicken, egg scenario, but it's, it's a big deal because yes, we're is. all called to this, especially as uh, Christian and Catholic men. That's right. That's right. Um, <clears throat> so tonight's reading comes from the Song of Songs, also known as the Song of Solomon. This is a very interesting reading, an interesting book of the Bible, because God is not mentioned in it anywhere. And yet, God is everywhere in this book symbolically, uh, because the bridegroom, which is Solomon, is a symbol for God. <clears throat> and his chosen bride is a symbol for many things, the soul, or the chosen people of Israel, or even the church, which is the new Israel. And so, keep that in mind whenever we're, we're reading this. Well, why don't we kick it off? Very good. A reading from the Song of Songs. What is this coming up from the desert like a column of smoke, laden with myrrh, with frankincense, and with the perfume of every exotic dust? Ah, it is the litter of Solomon. Sixty valiant men surround it. Of the valiant men of Israel, all of them expert with the sword, skilled in battle, each with his sword at his side against danger in the watches of the night. Its roof gold, its seat of purple cloth, its frame inlaid with ivory. Daughters of Jerusalem come forth and look upon King Solomon, in the crown in which his mother crowned him, on the day of his marriage, on the day of the joy of his heart. O oh, my bed at night, 
I sought him, whom my heart loves. I sought him, but I did not find him. I will rise then and go about the city. In the streets and crossings, I will seek him. Who is this coming up from the desert, leaning upon her lover? I belong to my lover, and for me he yearns. Set me as a seal on your heart, as a seal on your arm. For stern as death is love, relentless as the netherworld is devotion. Its flames are a blazing fire. Deep waters cannot quench love, nor floods sweep it away. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, very, very poetic. This is sometimes called the book of the saints. Um, the saints tend to uh, learn about Christ, fall in love with Christ, and then fall in love with this book because it is the book which is about Christ loving his church and the church yearning for Christ. And so the voice that we hear for the most part in the section that I read is the voice of the woman yearning for Solomon. And Solomon is, of course, the, the image of or the symbol of God himself. So it, it's important for men to understand that in the ancient Greek world, there were three words most prominently associated with Christian love. Those words were agape, which was God's love for everyone or a love for all people. Um, philia, which was a deep friendship love. And then eros, which was an erotic love. Yeah. And, and agape too was also the deepest, most profound form of love that you could share with a friend or, or even a beloved, which is self-sacrificing, self-donating. It's, yeah. it's fully giving of yourself. Selfless love. Correct. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is the most uh, visual and the one that humans more readily understand is the, er the eros portion of love because it's traditionally it's the erotic love between a, a man and his wife and understanding that uh, more, car more carnal love and that level of intimacy that is desired between a, a, you know, a pair of lovers, it's the level of intimacy that Christ longs to have with us. And, and likewise, for us to know ourselves, we must have that same level of intimacy with the Lord, of, of bearing all before the Lord. And so some of the verbiage that is so present in some of the reading that we had here was was set me as a seal on your heart and a seal is a class right it's something that would would hold tight what was most precious within there and so setting someone on as a, as a seal within that timeline you would see a seal in in a lot of different places you would see it on a letter sure that yeah, was in wax that was yeah in, embossed in wax you would see it uh on banners, uh, when, when riding off to war, you would see it on fabrics or on family crests, anything like that, you would see some level of ownership and you would know someone's lineage by seeing that seal. And so the lover is asking here, set me as a seal on your heart, set me as a seal on your arm. Uh, the heart being the innermost part, right? The, the, the most yeah. central part of the being and the arm being what is, what is worn in battle, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And so this is so permanent. It's not just saying, set me as a seal on your heart. It's saying, hold me as a part of your lineage on your innermost being and hold me as a part of your lineage when you go to battle and fight for me. Yes. And you know what's so great about that imagery in particular? It reminds me sacramentally of both baptism and confirmation. Uh, the, uh, you who are listening may or may not know that, that both in baptism and in confirmation, there is a seal placed upon your soul, uh, something that we call an indelible mark. And, and it would be proper to say that the first seal, even though both are on your soul, the first seal is sort of like being placed on your heart because the first seal through baptism makes you a child of God. You become a member of the household of God, uh, a son or daughter, adopted son or daughter of Christ. And it is the second seal on your soul through confirmation that makes you a soldier for Christ. You enter into the mission of Christ and you are then sealed uh, for Christ in order to spread his gospel <clears throat> by word and deed uh, out into the world. Uh, great imagery, because just as much as we want God as our lover to put his seal on us, he does in and through the church, in and through the sacraments. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful how Christ is always the first mover. He's the one that comes to us. He's the one that offers us, invites us, and places his seal yeah upon and, us and through his inspiration these uh the sacraments and through his example right in jesus these examples have been placed as tradition within the church and so yes. if you don't have that tradition you don't you don't have the fullness of the truth backing it as well so there's the call for the tradition that supports the gospel as well but when we're looking at this reading the other the, the, that leads right in uh especially within the true love portion of this and this is uh, Song of Songs, chapter 8, uh, verse 6 on, where he goes, set me as a seal on your heart, set me as a seal on your arm. So take me interiorly and, and make, me, make me a part of your lineage. Set me as a seal on your arm, take me in battle, right? Mm -hmm. But then, for stern as death is love, right? So it's saying the, the, the thing that most, if not all people fear is the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. what comes at the end, but we pay little attention to a full understanding of love, yet we, we fast, we're so fascinated with death. If you don't believe me, turn on the news and see how much death is brought up. Yeah. But I, I just think it's, it's important to, to realize that love is as strong as death. And oh, yes. it, it gives value to what happens between our birth and our death. And in fact, even <clears throat> even stronger, if we were to say, through love, Christ conquered death. Yeah. Um, how awesome is that? Yeah. It, and they're, they're absolutes. I mean, love, not only is powerful, but, it's, but it is the, the most powerful, the most good, the highest of all goods. It's, yeah. I mean, love, our desire for Christ, but, but probably more so, Christ's desire for us is the highest and holiest and, and the best happiness for us. It's our highest hope. It, it's, it's what the human heart longs for the most. Yeah. And it's really the love itself is the last chapter of our life. It's, it's, it's the point. It's the purpose of life. Yeah. Well, and 
can we go back a little bit? Also, the within the reading, it's um, chapter 11 of verse 7, or excuse me, <laughs> verse 11 of chapter 7. Um, I belong to my lover, and for, for me he yearns. Come, my lover, let us go forth to the fields and spend the night among the villages. For me, he yearns. For me, he yearns. Yes. Right? This is, this is so possessive. And, you know, I, I think oftentimes in our culture, jealousy is, is frowned upon, right? And, and envy. And it is, it, yeah. is a, it is a cardinal sin if it takes over control of your life. But the piece that, that we need to understand is that Christ is jealous for us. Oh, yes. He wants us. He wants so greatly to be our main love and and likewise we long for the type of love that christ can fill us with yet we search in in false places all the time yeah he is going to fill us and 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 i think i think you're right you're headed right right where i was thinking as well like christ longs for us but do we show forth our longing? Do we seek out Christ the way in which he longs and seeks for us? I, d- I don't know that I always do. Well, that's difficult because it's it's a pattern break, right? Yes. To seek out Christ in the midst of the busyness of life is absolutely difficult. And it drives me bonkers sometimes <laughs> because I'm like, I'll have these really good moments where I'm just enjoying my kids or I'm just really being present with my wife and all of a sudden a, a, a notification will come on a phone or, you know, I'll, I'll, she'll walk out of the room to run to the bathroom and I'll flip on the TV for a second. She'll come back in and be like, you, you couldn't wait five minutes to, for me to come back, you know? And, <laughs> Uh, Got to fill every second. Yeah, because we, we have to be busy all the time. Like that's that's it's the human condition to say, man, I just I just always have to be getting stuff done, right? Yeah. There's so much pride built into that. I must always be busy, but Christ comes to us in those moments in between, right? That's where yeah. He sees an opening, and we should see an opportunity to make ourselves available for Him. I There's think you're just, right. Yeah. That is that is so difficult. And yet, as you, as you said, firstly, it is the the biggest longing of our heart. It, it's what we desire the most. So God is going to fulfill us in every single way. And yet, it's like we're scared of it. It's like this is what we need, and yet we keep it at arm's length because we're scared of it. And I wonder why. Why am I scared of God's love? Well, that's uh it you know it, it would be like pining after the 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 head cheerleader or something and then all of a sudden she says hi how are you and uh, you have never talked to her and you're uh, uh, hey uh, 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 you have name say. you have you have name i have name you have name <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's really the point is is saying okay lord I don't, I don't know how to talk to you because it's probably been a while since we've done that, right? Yeah. It's probably been a moment since I've been naked and unashamed before you, knowing that you know me right. in and out. But that's the level of 
knowledge that he already comes with. So you don't have to waste time on the small talk, you know. Yeah. As men, we just want to get down to the good stuff get sometimes. To the point. But yeah. Christ does too. And 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 he desires for us to just be that transparent with him. Yeah. And that's hard. You that's know, for hard. me, uh I, I think I do cr- talk to Christ pretty often, and yet I still have this fear. I keep wondering, like, what is gonna what is God gonna call me to? what is in the mind of God or the will of God for my life? And is that something difficult? Have I, have I actually answered any of the call yet? Yeah. Am I I on the track that he's actually making for me or am I often left field walking my own path? Sure. All those things, you know, is God going to call me to something that's going to be sacrificial? Am I ready? All those kinds of things. But, but I wonder in the back of my mind, even even beyond all those fears and in the recesses of my heart, I always ask the question, like, what if I were just to love God with everything? What if I truly gave him everything and trusted him completely? I think that would be awesome. In the truest sense of the word awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, but the, the reading kind of talks to that. Yes, it does. You know what I mean? The, uh, what if I give myself, my full self to God right here? What is this coming up from the desert? Like a column of smoke laden with myrrh and frankincense and the perfume of every exotic dust. Ah, it is the litter of Solomon. Sixty valiant men surround it of the valiant men of Israel, all of them expert with the sword, skilled in battle. And the one leading them, right? Yes. Is the one that the bride fancies here. Yes. Right? Solomon. And and the king. He is uh said no other way, super awesome. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of the way that we look at the Lord if we start to understand his glory. Yeah. Not understanding, you know, it's 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 kind of like talking to your role model and you finally have a moment with their ear and you're dumbfounded by it. <laughs> and so coming to those moments of silence in between, coming to the, the, to just to prayer in general, mm-hmm. there are no dumb prayers, right? There are no, uh, there's no, there's no moment where, you know, you're going to get up to heaven and Christ is like, Hey, remember this prayer? That was the dumbest one you ever did. Oh, that was hysterical. No. I told Gabriel about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. Uh, In sincerity of heart, if we truly approach God, uh, you know, with sincerity and then say, look, no, I really love you. I really want to seek you. I, 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 I don't know how, and I don't, I don't know what to expect, but here I am. Here I am sitting before you, giving myself to you. Yeah. Wow. So, what a so these are all great ideas, right? But now it comes to the point of where we have to apply them. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing that we get that opportunity. It's a completely different thing when we actually apply, right? Yeah. Yeah, because then... Uh, the, the, the rubber hits the road and and we will enter into deeper relationship with Christ. And that's a game changer every single time. Not just that, it's a, it ends up having deeper effects on our relationships with all the people we're surrounded by. It has to, yes. 
it's it's the the more that I communicate with God, the more clearly I communicate with the people around me. The yes. better I am received, more respected and loved that I become, and the 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 nearer that I draw to the Lord, my life does not get easier. That's one piece of this. To love is to sacrifice. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna dive in a little deeper to that uh, in our next session. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's that's a beautiful. I want to use a big word here, juxtaposition. There's, there's a beautiful relationship between those two things. Yeah. Um, but I think for the purposes of this podcast and this topic, we love God and he calls us to greatness in our relationships with others. And simultaneously, our relationships with others, if pursued in a Christian way, help us to pursue God even more deeply. Um, and that is a true love. That is a passionate love. And that love is the meaning and the purpose to life. That is what brings us to happiness, which is the whole point of this entire series. It it brings us to everything that we desire. So all the desires of the human heart are answered within love. But it is not an easy road. It's not all eros. It's not all erotic love at that point. At that point, when you unite yourself fully with the Lord and you start to understand that self-sacrificing love, agape has taken over your life. You are looking at people in a selfless capacity. Your philia, your your friendship love is at an all-time high because the people that you have surrounded yourself at that point are pulling you up with them. And it's it's a beautiful thing. And, and then the and arrow versa, final. You help each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then the final piece of that, the eros that, you know, is is a heavy desire, especially within the hearts of men, that physical and more carnal love, it finds itself taking real root because it is selfless, right? It it, it does have a, a a portion of it that is purely a friendship love. And holistically it, it becomes life giving at that point. And it will be fulfilled totally by God, which I think might be a little bit hard for men to wrap their their minds around, but even our desire for the physical Eros love in combination with, with, you know, uh, agape and filial love, all three, the only person in the universe or the only, the only one in the universe that can fulfill us perfectly and fully is God himself. Even our spouses don't do that. Yeah. Even though in that moment you might have this glimpse of heaven, right? This glimpse of the eternal banquet. It's much greater to experience the eternal banquet by uniting yourself with the Lord. Amen. Amen to that. Well, I think this is a beautiful book of the Bible that probably should be read a little bit more and explored a little more because it truly explores love. Rock on, Song of Songs. Let's close in a prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we have just spent a good chunk of time just trying to understand love, which is to understand you, Lord, because you are love. Uh, help us as men to 
understand a little bit more deeply what it means to love and to be in love and to be a loving father, a loving son, a loving brother, a loving friend. Help us to understand also the contrary influences in our life and begin to weed those out that distort or just tear down this true image of love that you give for us within Song of Songs and and within the example that you sent through your son Jesus. Help us to be pillars within our community and help us as we grow in love to also grow as loving examples in a deeper relationship with our spouses, with our families, with our children, with our friends, and, and most of all, Lord, with you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. For Manfully Alive Podcast, my name is Mike with a mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. Take it easy.